Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Jennifer Rizzio. I'm the founder of Soul Language and the business of soul, and you're listening to Ask and Answered by Soul. This podcast is dedicated to providing you with tangible tools to embody your divinity and create a life based on freedom. Each podcast is focused on a topic that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. During each show, I ask an expert three key questions. So you can understand that you're not alone on this journey and that your soul is the key to forming a life full of abundance, purpose, and passion. The goal of each interview is for you to take away a practice that you could do right now to change your life and understand what assistance is out there in the universe to support you. And today I'm talking with Jen Koken, and we're talking about more results, less stress, the secret that that the world's most successful leaders... Uh, already now. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Jen Koken. She's a recognized uh, by ABC, MSNBC, and TEDx. Jen is a comedian, coach, speaker, and imposter syndrome expert. She transforms women executives and founders from being stuck and fearful of making the wrong decision to owning their expertise, having confidence in the direction they're headed, and the courage to be to be with the uncertainty. Fortune 500 CEOs to seven-figure founders trust Jen to shake things up with no apologies, no limits, and all the laughs. Welcome, Jen. Thanks for having me, Jen. I'm so excited that you are here. Me too. And of course, the first question I ask everyone is, what is your soul shared with you throughout your lifetime? Mm, My gosh. So there's probably like, you know, so much. And then I feel like there's two key messages that keep coming up for me over and over again. The first one, hands down, is I am loved. Because the the times when I am upset or just, I'll just say disempowered, because upset can be a lot of things to a lot of people, is usually when I have in some way, shape or form separated myself from love from that experience of my godliness, from that experience of the oneness, right? Of, as you would say, divine intelligence. I would say that's number two. And the second piece is never, ever to worry that I don't belong because I'm here. And that experience of belonging or not belonging is, is made up and the soul is part of everything. So of course we belong because we're all piece of the same shizzle. Can I say shizzle? Yeah, you can say shizzle. Shizzle. Shizzle is a bad word. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that's a big, huge theme. And I think so often we don't listen to that as much as we could. And I think that when people start to hear that, they, they, because we all want answers, they, they don't think it's a solution to their problem, but yet it really is. Right. And so once you start understanding that, oh, I have to treat everyone like I'm whole, like they're whole and complete. If I want to believe I'm whole and complete, the ball game starts to change. So yes. we're going to talk about secrets today. Yes. Um, so tell me what you mean by the topic, because I love it. Well, I feel like there's a lot of books on leadership, right? There's a ton of them. And I bet if you Googled it, I don't even know. I haven't looked. I've got several on my shelf because there's a lot of, I love reading and I love reading other people's theories and they are the way they've packaged things. Except the one leader that we look in the mirror at, at the end of the day is ourselves. 
And when we're so busy trying to get that new training and more information, and let me, the 12 week work week, the 40 hour, the four hour work week, the 12 week year, the, I don't know, I could start naming, you know, the pushback culture, leadership is for cowards on and on and on. We don't need any more information. We really don't. And there's no need to continue to add. What we want to do is actually take away take away those aspects of ourselves that don't serve our higher purpose of being connected and making an impact. We want to take away those aspects of ourselves that leave us not believing in our own truth, our own authentic leadership. And so that's what I mean by more results, less stress, because if we just stop the hamster wheel, of trying to get that next book, that next thing, we could truly realize, just like Michelangelo said to about David, he just carved away at the marble until David was there. And same with us. There's just, it's, it's, we want to take away the things that don't, that don't empower us instead of trying to gain more knowledge in order to take away, you know, in order to be empowered. No, 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 no. We just need to look at all those habits and habitual ways of thinking and being and acting that don't serve so that our authentic self is left. Yeah. I, and there's no judgment in the taking away, right? It's right. It's more of an understanding of where are you in my verbiage? Where are you putting your energy that doesn't serve you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And so often we put our energy in a lot of places where we don't, where it doesn't serve us. Yeah. So, and I think information is one of those places, right? Like oh, I need more information. I need to know more. No, you don't. You actually, I would say in your language, what does your soul want you to know? If you quieted the mind, it's sort of filling the mind with information. So how do leaders go about taking things away? How do they go about determining what doesn't serve them? Yeah. Um, I would say in a couple of ways. Sometimes it's that smack in the face. Somebody quits on your team and you're like, oh, shoot. You know, I had one of my clients recently that happened to somebody that was a manager of one of his restaurants quit. And uh, we talked about him having an exit interview with her and he realized where he could have served her by being in communication and explaining things better, right? Simple things like that, that we don't think about it. So sometimes it's a smack in the face the way to not have it happen that way <laughs> is to get really good at bursting your bubbles. And what I mean by that is, is being able to discern between thought your thoughts as thoughts and what's actually going on in life. I mean, that's a lot of what meditation talks about is quieting your mind, being still, but there's a training you need to do of literally to notice the mind as itself, the thoughts as themselves, distinct from what you're committed to, how you want to show up. Because you can have one negative thought, which leads to a negative emotion, which leads to this feedback loop. And all of a sudden you came out of a hard meeting and you're having thoughts, the board's going to fire you or your boss is going to fire you or your friends don't like you anymore. That kind of a thing. So I think it's important to practice that stillness and practice distinct being a witness. I'll put it that way. That's one way I talk about it. I have something called cracking the power code and it's an acronym that stands for pursuing the facts, like dealing with what's real and reality in front of you and owning the stories you're making up about them. W is for be the witness. 
witness your thoughts and burst the bubbles. Like, oh, that's a thought, that's a thought, that's a thought far out. Because when we can discern the thoughts as the thoughts, we're present. When we're present, we're at choice. We can choose how we want to show up. And for your listeners, you can listen to your soul and what your soul wants you to know and be able to reflect that. As as we're reflecting and as leaders, how do we not in the moment get caught up in our automatic kind of um, defensive thoughts, defensive actions, defensive expressions? Such a good question. I think it's something we, I'm going to answer it, but I also think it's something we can be discovering for the rest of our lives, Right. Because the brain's brain's job is to keep the thing it's a brain of alive. So the brain is consistently trying to make sense of what's happening in the world around it to keep us safe and to reduce threat and to make us feel comfortable. So what's happening in that moment when we're under duress, I'm using air quotes, or we're mm-hmm. disempowered is we're having an amygdala hijack at its very core. It's the reptilian part of your brain that immediately is fight, flight, or freeze. And I I don't know if you've ever heard this, Jen, this was the first time someone introduced this to me three months ago. Fawn is another response to fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah. I had never heard it before, but it's, and this is me. I start people pleasing. I start being yes, ma'am. I start being yes, sir, trying to do what I can. And then what happens with me is I go over the top on owning everything and don't hold others to account for violating my boundaries. So in the moment when we're in the midst of that, and it is a full on amygdala hijack, and a lot of times we don't know what's there, start literally with deep breathing, just some deep breaths to slow the cortisol roll. And then there's a, I think it's the vagus nerve. I want to say that's under your arm where your bra line hits. And if you tap on that, it's actually a stressor. And if you tap on that, it actually slows down the central nervous system. And it's going to look weird if you're in a meeting. So if you don't want to do that, you can also tap on the side of your hand, you know, taken from emotional freedom technique from EFT and tapping, tap on the side of your hand and breathe deeply. And the more you can practice that because the, the negativity that you're speaking about that almost like kidnaps us, I'll say it that way in the midst of an amygdala hijack, right? Uh, we can't think clearly the, the, amygdala goes up, the prefrontal cortex logical goes down and you're not at your best as a leader. Yeah. So the more you can go ahead. Yeah. It's the same response. Like it's, you know, dogs, right? Yeah. It's the same response when the dog hits the tipping moment that it, they literally become, you know, an animal. Right. And so you can't call them back after that tipping moment, their brain is no longer listening, Oh wow. you know, and it's the same response. Like, when you're in that tipping point, you are literally an animal in a sense, right? And so it's actually doing itself. So I also recommend like, first thing you do is divine intelligence, fill me with the feeling of knowing that I'm safe. Mm. And you keep doing it until you hit that shift. And, and you talked about people pleasing. And I think also people pleasing is a sign of empathic abilities not being listened to. Say more about that. Well, because I think when we're empathic and when we're feeling what people are feeling and we're unconscious about it, we move into people pleasing. So they feel good and then we can feel good. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and there's this kind of, especially in, in some corporate environments, there's this kind of conflict between leaders, right? We don't, we don't want to appear small or people pleasing or feeling good, or, you know, we, we, we're supposed to be tough. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes those situations are what we're supposed to be can hijack us and we don't do what we're, what is in the greatest good of all for us. Yeah. I, I also think because I came across this with one leader that I worked with, she had had a terrible performance review the year before, unbeknownst to anybody. And here she was spearheading a program and it was really like her team around her fawning all over her. It was like a popularity contest. And I, once I found that out, I put two and two together. No wonder she was trying to control everything and wanting to be the center of everything because she wanted to prove them wrong that she had what it took. And I think the, you know, there's one piece of somebody says something, we get triggered. There's another piece of, oh, we got triggered a year ago. We're still living it out. That and we're still living it up. Whoop-de-whoop. Yeah. So what has been a big question that you've been asking of your soul lately? Hmm. I actually have it written down. (laughs) How can this be easier? Because one of my soul energies is that warrior energy. And I am like ready to freaking fight at the drop of a hat. And, and I was saying to you before we started recording this, that I can be such a jerk sometimes. And I've really been going through it with some friends because that warrior energy kicked in and I went rawr and they were mad. Rightly so. I felt misunderstood. This is all through text, which sucks. I always believe that we should sort this out in person or over phone. Yeah, you can't. And I found myself like either wanting to kill them or like fawn, fawn, fawn. I'm like, wait a minute, what's, what's going on here? Like, how do we, how do I navigate this? And I owned what was mine to own. Right. And I owned the assumptions that I had made and, and my commitment. And this is, this is why more results with less stress, own your shit, like own the stories you're making up. The more quickly you can do that, the more you return to your center and your core. And then you can say, you know, look, I'm sorry about this. I don't, I'm not committed to showing up that way. I got, I was, you know, that sucks in the future. Here's what I'm promising you. I will always bring compassion. I will always bring understanding. And guess what? I'm going to bring curiosity. Because in this instance with my friends, I made a lot of assumptions, including they'd been talking to one another and just hadn't been, you know, just hadn't, I hadn't, I had been on the receiving end of all these decisions. They're like, no, we haven't seen each other for two weeks because they're an hour away. Oh, I made the assumption you guys had thought about this. Nope. Hadn't thought about it. Okay. Right. So that, that for me, how thing, how can this be easier is a reminder to like warrior down. Mm. Love it. So you have a quiz. I want to make sure that everyone understands this quiz so they can take it. Yes. Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah. So I have some hallmarks of great leaders that I think make sense, right? And in the quiz or in the assessment, I cover five different categories around vision and purpose and the inner game of leadership. Because if we don't 
feel like we have a taproot sunk deep into the earth, it's really hard to be there for other people or to, or to be able to manage other people or be with our spouses or our partners because we're, we're, we are, we're off kilter, you know? So that's another section of it. We look at how you're empowering the team around you. How are you impacting the culture and your company, whether you're a solopreneur using 1099s or whether you're working in corporate and how are you empowering the people around you? And through taking this, you can kind of see where you're on track and where you might need a little bit of a boost. And I just want to make sure that I created this. Um, it's funny. It's like a, we'll put the link because I thought I had created like a really good link to be able to do it quickly. And I didn't. There, so there, there's yeah. a lot of non like the best links are not quick, by the way, everyone. Yeah. Um, okay. So we will put that in the show notes, but everyone take the quiz. And the last thing I have a question for you is if you were a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say? Mm. I was a magnet on my higher powers refrigerator. This is the first thing that popped into my head. I love you to the moon and back. A great statement. Great magnet. Jen, as we wrap up today, what is one thing you want people to, to take away from our conversation? You don't need any more information. You are a great leader. It's literally to carve away all those things that I forgot what you called it, but that disempower you so that you're your true authentic self. You're enough. You're perfect. Thank you so much for playing with us today, Jen. Thanks for having me. Everyone, you've been listening to Ask and Answer by Soul. I'm Jennifer Rizzio. The Ask and Answer by Soul podcast is dedicated to helping you understand that your soul is the answer. If you're interested in learning more about the answers of your soul, you can secure your free sacred practice tool at soullanguage.us forward slash sacred practice. Please feel free to share this podcast with your community, leave a comment, write a review, or contact me directly. But more importantly, contact all of these amazing guests because he won't be disappointed. Thank you, everyone, and bye for now. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid.